and welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. I'm Kat Troyer. I'm Liz Bronson. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name's Kim Lindauer, who uh, I've known for the about 12 years and met when my daughter started taking gymnastics at Kim's Gym, which is the a local gymnastics place that she owns and runs. I've always been amazed by Kim's energy, her enthusiasm, and her ability to keep her offerings fresh over the years of teaching little kids how to do gymnastics and bigger kids too. A few months ago, after 18 years of running Kim's Gym, Kim announced that she was starting a new business called My Ven Life. And today we're going to learn about My Ven Life and talk about the process of starting this very unique and special endeavor. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, Kim. Thank you, thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, I came to UT for undergrad and studied communications. And then at the tender age of 21 years old, I started, I guess now we call it my first company, um, Kim's Gym. I started it right before I graduated from college. It was little, a few days a week. It's a non-competitive gymnastics program for boys and girls ages like 18 months through through middle school. So yeah, I've been running that for 18 years. March will be 18 years, actually. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, and it mm-hmm. all feels like it all kind of goes together that I'm launching this new thing because it feels like at 18 years old, they're ready to leave the house. And so yeah. it feels like this business is ready to leave the house. And now my new infant um, is joining my family. <laughs> so yeah, I just in the past few months have launched a new business called My Ven Life to support other moms who own businesses. Wow. Very, very much needed. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, it is. There's a lot of these groups out there and consultants who I think are geared towards men. And you can just feel it. You can just feel it as a female when you're walking into the male energy. And so I just think that there needs to be a space for business and personal development, specifically for women. And in my opinion, the mom element is just like, you you just can't skip over it. It just, it just is a humongous factor. It changes everything Um, and it changes who you are as a business person as well as a, as a person in general. So Kim, what is your goal for my then life and where do you see it going? That is a good question. I have lots of goals for it. (laughs) Mostly I want to support mom owned businesses. That would be fundamental goal. Number one. And where do I see it going? I think that depends on the day that you're talking to me and how much sleep I got and maybe like what podcast or book I'm listening to because there's days where I'm like, this could just be great. This could be something that just totally fills me up. I can provide for other people. I can support them. I can add value and I'll have a few groups going and I'll do some consulting and and everything will be great. And then, you know, maybe I just listened to how I built this. And, and instead, I feel like this could be a global movement. So I think it really depends on the day. Like, you know, the group element of it, I'm, I just started a founding group called the Founding Circle. And I'm calling them circles because of, you know, the Venn, the Venn diagram, mm-hmm. uh, my Venn life. So, yeah, I mean, I can, I feel like every business owner could 
really gain from being in a circle like this. So I, in some days I'm like, Austin would be great. A few circles going on. And then there's other days I'm like, this could be in every city in the entire world. And so why would someone join this a circle and what would they expect to get out of being in the circle? So they would join it for support in both business, family, and personal. I know that for my own self, once I had my first kid, you know, I was, I don't know, I think eight years into my business at that point. And there was a humongous shift, a seismic shift in my life after after becoming a mother and running a business. And I looked for support all over the place. And I just like couldn't really find it in the way that I needed it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do I do? Start a business doing that <laughs> thing and providing that for other people. Some mm-hmm. people would maybe just keep looking, but I'm like, I can't find it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that it will provide community. It'll provide business support growth in your business, growth personally, a community of like-minded women who are going through the exact same thing at the exact same time. And I think that that is invaluable Mm -hmm. to people and for women and moms. I think, you know, support is an essential part of our lives. And there's such a big difference when we have adequate support and when we don't. For sure. I think this is a fascinating idea that you're doing and I'm thank you super curious uh, about yeah. it. So do you think that event life is a women's issue or do you think that everyone is trying to find that kind of perfect intersection? Um, that is a good question. I do think everybody is searching for it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, harmony between all of the different elements of your life. Like when I think about the Venn diagram and that intersection in the middle. It's called a ventersection. I didn't know that uh, until I just know, know that. Business, me neither. It's my new favorite word. Yeah, I think that everybody is searching for this. I do think, though, that for moms, it is different. I think there is a different pressure that we put on ourselves. I think that there is a different pressure that society puts on us. I think that You've never heard the term dadpreneur. I mean, that's like, that's just like, that's not a word, right? Right. That's not a word. It's like, of course, you're a dad, you have a job, like, of course. But like for moms, it's a question. It's a question. Are you going to have a job? Are you going to have a business? Now you have a business. You're a mompreneur, right? Like, and it is different. I don't think moms can turn it off. Their momness. I don't think moms Mm -hmm. can turn it off where I think dads can, for better or for worse, right? I'm not saying that we are better because we don't turn it off. I mean, it's really heavy to carry that around. But I think that, you know, I think everybody is looking for the harmony between them. Um, I just wonder whether it's harder to find the harmony when you are balancing your life, your life as a mother, your family, their schedules, Um, most moms find themselves in a position of being the primary parent. Um, And yeah, it's just a tricky time to be a mom right now because we feel like the path of feminism has been paved, yet so many of us are finding ourselves in these typical gender roles. Mm -hmm. There's internal expectations and external expectations, right? That aren't aren't always in alignment. Well, and that's the thing. Kat, what you just said is, but it's also about, and what Kim said about being the primary parent. Yeah. And so I think 
especially you can be a working mom, but mm-hmm. then the entrepreneur mom or the mom who owns their own business or, you know, for me, it's work at home mom. And I have a work at home moms group because it's different because people are, oh, well, you work at home. You can come to school 15 times a week. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I can't. Right. So there's all this pressure to be involved. And there's also pressure from yourself that you want to maybe be entrepreneurial. And there's also pressure that you need to pick up your kid at 315 because yeah. that's when school's out. Right. And so there's realistic and maybe self-imposed things that are going on. And as primary parent, you're the keeper of the schedule. Yeah. Right. And the keeper right. of the what's going on today and who needs to wear their field trip shirt for their field trip and whatever else it is. Yeah. All the things. I know I just realized the other the other day I was, you know, working and all in the same like 30 minutes, I had a work phone call. I texted with the babysitter. I put in a quick order for the groceries. I scheduled a, you know, a doctor's appointment for somebody and I signed my kid up for T-ball. And it's like all of those things happened within like one hour of, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all while working. I mean, it's just, sometimes it feels very impossible, but clearly it's not impossible. We're doing it. I mean, not only are you parenting three children, you're running two businesses. I mean, how can you maybe share with us a little bit, you know, how you're making it work for you? Yeah. So sometimes very messily, sometimes <laughs> with grace. That's real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, it's not always pretty. Right now, it feels a little bit unique to me because for the first time, like I was saying, it's 18 years old, like it's time to leave the house. Like for the first time in 18 years, I am have backed off of the day-to-day operations of the gym. It's called Kim's Gym, of Kim's Gym, which was a necessary step for me to open up enough brain space to allow for creativity and to be able to build this other thing. Uh, so right now feels different for me from you know, fully being in the trenches and running Kim's gym while having this idea brewing that I wanted to do and feeling like it was impossible. I wasn't going to be able to do both things. So I'm in a different place right now, but you know, I have babysitters. I have Mm -hmm. somebody who cleans my house. Uh, My husband and I are working very, 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 very hard at redistributing household duties so that they are more fair and evenly distributed and, you know, taken fully taken ownership of by whomever has the job. Uh, And I recently read this book called Dropping the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. I would highly recommend it. And I am also actively working on dropping all the balls, all of them, (laughs) all of them, all of them. And, And like, you know, sometimes I'm dropping them where at the end of the day, I'm feeling kind of badly about it. And I'm like, okay, great. Next time, that's not one that I'll drop. You know, if I like, I I saw a permission slip, I think I had had this horrible idea that when I saw an email asking for volunteers, or I saw, you know, that I thought it was speaking to me. Like that is what I saw it as like, oh, they need volunteers, they need paper plates, they need, you know, and I saw the inefficiencies in it. It's like, just ask us for 20 bucks at the beginning of the year and don't ever ask me for time again, but they don't. And somebody's got to bring the oranges. I mean, it's just like, it's out of control. So I've realized that those emails are not talking to me directly. They're talking to a group of people and I do not have a sole responsibility to saying yes to all of them. And when I do say no, so recently I said no to going on a field trip with my six-year-old's class and 
he was sad about it. And I'm like, and I was kind of sad about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, th- well, this is a good barometer. Like if I'm sad about it, I should say yes the next time. Like that is the thing that I should prioritize and not, mm-hmm. you know, bringing the paper plates or making copies. Like it's just, that's just not the best use of my time. Uh, anybody's time. So mm-hmm. yeah, dropping all the balls. But that, I think that that's such a good point because there's something in us sometimes, especially as people who get a lot of stuff done, it's like, oh, they need plates. I'm yeah. the plate person. Like right. I can do that. And it's like, yeah. Maybe you can, but maybe it's bringing the plates that like jacks your day. And so maybe you don't have to bring the plates. Right. Somebody else can bring the plates. And like, if they don't have plate, this is the thing that my husband and I talk about a lot because like, he'll be like, what is the worst case? Right. He's like, what is it? Let's Uh just play out worst case scenario here. We forgot to bring all of the snacks. The difference though, in this is that like no one under any circumstance would ever call him a bad dad. Like oh, he, no. we joke oh, that no. like he goes to the grocery store with one kid and we'll cut, we have three and we'll come home and be like, someone called me a good dad. I'm like, again, <laughs> I mean, I would like have to pull a car off of a dying infant for somebody call me a good mom in public. It's just like, it's not going to happen. So, you know, there's, there are external pressures and he is able to be like, yeah, they don't have the plates. They'll use paper towels. They'll put it on their right. desk. They'll hold it in their hand. Like, it just doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. just doesn't matter. Help me yeah. keep telling me that. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's a continual process of yes. aligning with what the priorities are in the given moment, right? I right. And that's that's the magic, if, if we can remember to do that. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think that's part of this dropping. The, I think that's what I really liked about the idea of the dropping the ball, because, you know, it makes you evaluate, like, what? are your priorities? What is important? You know, Mm -hmm. is it your kid's field trip? Is it this work trip? What is it? What is important? And then hopefully pieces can fall better into place um, and align with what you actually care about. So Kim, what do you think is the key to success when you're starting, besides dropping all the balls, when you're starting a business as a parent and as a a primary parent, I would say? A couple of things. One is give yourself a lot of grace. You know, it's hard. (laughs) It's like, ah, I mean, right. If that could be like a mantra, like tattooed on my forehead. It's a practice. It's a practice and it's a process. And so, yeah, understanding that it might start slow and that is really okay. I think giving yourself space and time to think about things and process them. This is, that's been a big one for me right now. Cause you know, I'm in this infancy part of this, mm-hmm. of this business. And I can say that with a lot of authority because I know, I know about all of the steps because I've been doing this for so long with Kim's gym, but I realize that my I don't know, technique or my, my, the way I work is, you know, I have some big thing that happened and it's like, I got to get back at it tomorrow, push even harder. Like Mm -hmm. I don't slow down, you know, the wheels will come off. And with this one, I'm like, you know, they're not, they're actually not going to come off. And Mm -hmm. if I can like allow myself to have a big work day or a big thing happen and then spend a day like thinking about it. That is probably more valuable time spent than sending the emails that needed to get sent or starting to work on the thing that needs to be worked on for next week. Like with a little space in my head, I can, I can create a lot more things. So yeah, giving yourself some space and time to think about it, having friends and support around you 
is a necessary part of starting another business. You just have these like free floating ideas and it's really hard to categorize them mm-hmm. and logically plan out what is step one, what is step two. It's just hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard, which is why it excites me so much to help people that are in the space because it's really hard. And the exciting thing is like the barrier to entry to starting a business can be low. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, it's not low if you're wanting to, you know, if you need tons and tons of money to, I don't know, start a restaurant from scratch and it's a brick and mortar and humongous right there. But if it's a service-based business or something that doesn't require a ton of money, like the barrier is just you. You are the barrier. Not doing it is it. That's it. You can do it or you cannot do it. That's it. Can, are you going to like put yourself out there and like tell people you're now offering this thing? Mm-hmm. You're selling this thing. You've made, you know, this product. Well, and you're selling you. Right. You're not selling like my yeah. Ben life is yeah. an idea, but you're selling that Me. you, you Kim are the person to bring people right. together and to yeah. help them get through and deal with these obstacles and, and figure it all out. So it's more, it's less capital, but it's yes. more vulnerable. Way, way, way. I mean, yeah. Selling a gymnastics lesson feels like concrete. It feels like, I mean, it's a service, mm-hmm. but it feels like a product. It feels like, you know, here's a box of crayons or, you know, like buy this right. thing. It does not feel the same as what this is right now. This, this is much more vulnerable and much scarier and also thrilling. Mm-hmm. And something like this can take an endless amount of time and creativity, right? So yeah. I love that you that you are strategic enough to see the importance of giving yourself time to think through and to process yes. and to see how valuable that is. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things that I see with entrepreneurs often that they don't give themselves that time, and they right. just if you don't give yourself that, you don't fill up your tank. And you right. just operate from an empty place. Yeah. So I love, I love that, um, you know, th- that you talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can imagine that bringing the second business into your world probably has had you rethinking boundaries. You know, your, yeah. your boundaries with your time, boundaries on, you know, what you're going to delegate, that kind of stuff. And my guess is that you probably speak to that in your groups as well. So can you talk a little bit about boundary setting and how? how you draw boundaries or what you recommend for folks? Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned the delegation part. I think that it's really key. Um, You know, I think about really my first life lesson in delegation. I wanted to take a maternity leave with my first kid. And I had had a full-time employee long ago when I was not ready to have a full-time employee. So I I love her. I adore her. I I wasn't ready. She was ready. I wasn't ready. But then come 2010 and I was pregnant, I wanted to take a maternity leave. And at that point I was doing every single part of my business. And so I knew I was, I couldn't take Mm -hmm. 12 weeks off if I didn't have a true full-time employee in place. So I did. Her name's Audrey. I love and adore her. And it was my first true, true lesson in delegation because there was no choice. I had to give the work over to her because otherwise I'd be doing it with a newborn at home and that's not possible. And I almost immediately saw an increase in revenue. Almost immediately. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's, that's some positive feedback there, right? <laughs> right? 
It was like, and I never thought it, right? I'm like, she's not going to care as much as me. And people are going to care that I'm gone and people are going to be disappointed and everything's going to fall apart. And like, nope. Another person who is getting paid to care, who cares because it's her job. Another person Mm -hmm. to be faster than me at answering emails Mm -hmm. and another person to answer the phone and return phone calls in a more timely manner than me because I was doing all of the things. Yep. So yeah, that was a really big one. Delegation is still key. I mean, in this situation, as I keep talking about my 18-year-old Kim's gym business and it it leaving the nest. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, I wouldn't have been able to launch this new business without my staff, without my mm-hmm. staff at Kim's Gym. I mean, it's impossible. It would have been impossible. My brain wouldn't have been able to do the two things at the same time. So yeah, delegation is a pretty big one in terms of just like being able to function in mm-hmm. in both realms. You know, I'd like to say that like, I stopped working at blank time. Um, But right now, and I think that people who are at the beginning stages of their business can probably relate to this. The idea of my Venn life is so invigorating and energizing for me that like, it's not the same way as like, I need to, I need to stop working in a like, Oh, all I do is work kind of way. Mm -hmm. It's like, I wake up thinking about this. I go to bed thinking about this. I am energized by the thought of it. So it doesn't write this mo. And I know that will not last forever. Um, (laughs) I am well aware, but right now, uh, I'm just going to bask in it and know that like, you know, it feels like a, it feels like a combination of like exercise and a hobby and a job and my motivation and a life calling and like, you know, all of the things. It feels like learning and teaching all in one. It feels, I know I'm doing the right thing right now because it feels just better than I ever could have imagined. Well, and you've set yourself up to do it. And I, I yeah. love what you said about time because when I, I know in my business, when I think about entrepreneurial ideas, and then I, I'm busy with, as you said, Life. all the stuff <laughs> and the stuff mm-hmm. that I'm like over. And yeah. then I get mad because the yep. stuff is getting yep. in the way of the good stuff. All yep. the time. Yep. 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 And so the space piece and the delegation and what you didn't say that I'm going to say for you is yeah. that you've hired really well. Yeah. So the key to this is that you've hired people that you can delegate to yes. successfully. Yes. Yes. Hiring has always been very important to me. Um, Mm -hmm. You probably heard me say who I love and adore like multiple times. Like, you know, I feel so proud of my Kim's Gym employees. Like I like Mm -hmm. talking about them as if they're my children. I mean, a lot of them, they're young, you know, (laughs) not all of them. So my my key employees are not, but the coaches, you know, they're in college and they're, just incredible human beings. And, you know, it took me many, many, many years of hire. And I, not to say I haven't hired the wrong people in the past. I, everybody has, whether mm-hmm. it's, I had a feeling or I didn't have a feeling and it, it was shocked me like, Oh, I really mm-hmm. thought he or she was going to be yeah. better. This is normal. But you know, I, there's a couple of feelings that I have around hiring. One is we will go short staffed before we go poorly staffed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have many times chosen to lose money because I wasn't going to hire a yucky person and Mm -hmm. to just fill up another class of six or seven children because they weren't going to have a good experience. It was going to be more of a headache on us. It's like, 
we'll build up a wait list. And I know that there is just money sitting on the table, but it's mm-hmm. not, we would not be providing high value to them if we were to bring them in and have the wrong person coaching them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the nature of what you're doing is you want to make sure you've got people who, you know, who you feel safe with, right? Safe right. with these kids. That's Right. And I the mean, thing I, that I tell my my staff all the time, which is like, anybody can sell a forward roll and I'm doing air quotes around the forward roll, right? Like anybody can sell a forward roll. That's not what mm-hmm. we're selling here. Like we are mm-hmm. selling the experience between the child and the coach and the mm-hmm. trust and the friendship and the relationship and all of those. I mean, it's it's really a big thing. And I have the coaches kind of close their eyes and think about that coach for them in their lives that mm-hmm. made a huge impact for them. And it, they're bi- it's like coach, teacher, mentor, whoever it is. Those are big mm-hmm. people. Those are big role models in your lives. And the fact that they get to be that for children is, is huge. So anyways, I didn't, you know, for years, I really worked on nurturing all of those relationships and I feel so proud of them. And I didn't hand over the hiring to any of my staff people until I knew that they fully understood mm-hmm. who this sort of person was that we were looking for. This My COO, her name is Rachel. She's my everything. Um, <laughs> she gets it. I mean, she gets it. She can meet somebody and know whether they're going to be the right fit or not right off, right off the bat. Um, and I also feel strongly about, you know, Rachel has been with me for a decade. Um, I have another gal named Megan, who's been with me for seven years now, our program director. Um, she's new to this full-time position. She's been with us for six years now, I think at this point. So it's also important to seek out those people who are really standing out and nurture Mm -hmm. them and give them more and allow them to grow in their role or else they're not going to have any job satisfaction and they're going to want to quit. So I think all of those pieces are pretty key in the hiring, in the hiring process for me. Awesome. So back to your first entrepreneur circle, you've had it, you did it. Yep. Yep. Surprises, like anything that changed that didn't meet your expectations or how things changed after that, or what happened for you yeah. after like the launch? Yeah, the launch. I know we have the next one this coming Tuesday. Um, it, the, this founding circle joined for a three month stint. Um, I ultimately would like it to be a one year long program. After the first meeting, it just solidified that for me. Like this needs to be a year. They're just, you know, if the goal and the purpose is to connect and to trust and to be able to share in a really vulnerable way, that's a process. It's a process. And you, you know, to bring a room of strangers together, we're all coming from the exact same place. We all own businesses. We all have young children in our homes. We all are struggling with the pull between being primary parent and running our businesses. But I feel confident that it is going to need to be longer than than three months. But no, there weren't any huge surprises. There was, you know, everything went smoothly. Um, I just, yeah, I just felt so happy. Like the first person showed up, I'm like, they're here. They really came. It's like, of course they're coming. I mean, <laughs> they said they were going. Of course they're going to come. And of course it was on a snow day. Everything yeah. got pushed back. I know, of course. And I'm like, I'm. what am I, I mean, what am I going to do? A little bit lately, um, Rachel, who I mentioned, she's my COO of Kim Jim and she's helping me launch um, my Vin Life. And lately when kind of things have happened, like snafus that are happening or worries for me come up, 
we've just been texting each other the um, earth emoji just to remind <laughs> each other like, and it just keeps on spinning, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's an unhappy parent. We dealt with it. They're still unhappy. We feel happy with the way we, and it just keeps on spinning, right? Like it snowed yeah. on the one day that I'd been really stressed about and like, <laughs> you know what? It just keeps on spinning. Then tomorrow is a new day and who knows what it's going to bring us, right? Right. Yep. I'm right. Yep. Love that. Well, on mm-hmm. that note, Kim, where can people find you and how can people get involved with My Ven Life? Yeah. Um, so my website, myvenlife.com, V-E-N-N, like Ven, like a Venn diagram, myvenlife.com. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. You're great on Instagram. Oh God, thank you. Talk about vulnerability, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, it's it's a whole, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. But so thank you. I'm trying very hard at it. Doesn't always come naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can email me. Uh, my email is on the website. On the website, you can apply to join a future circle right there under the peer mentor groups. You can or the peer circles, you can click on it at the very bottom of it. You can apply to join one of our future ones. Um, you can email me to contact me about doing one-on-one. I call them coaching consulting. It's kind of a hybrid approach. And yeah, you can sign up for our newsletter. We haven't, I haven't started making it yet, but that, you know, one foot in front of the other. If you sign up now, you'll get the first copy when it comes out. <laughs> yes. If you sign up now, we hope you'll get the first copy sometime in the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't guarantee it. <laughs> awesome. I, I have one more question for you sure. just because I, I'm super curious. Yeah. So you started this new company where you're supporting others. Yeah. And my question is, who are you turning for? Who are you turning to for support? Do you have support? And, and you have, what do you do for self-care? Okay. I am deep in the throes of therapy right now. <laughs> awesome. Good job. So, oh, amazing. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Um, but, you know, stepping back from, from Ken's gym was like an identity crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as I knew this was the right move, it's like, my, I, you know, 18 years. It's like, it's it a long is time. my identity. Who am I if I'm not that? And who am I to this community of people who I'm known for this if I'm not that? So doing a lot of therapy. Uh, it feels real good. I have a few, what I would call them mentors. One I met with today, every time I kind of feel like I'm hitting a wall, like, I just don't know. I'm like, I need her brain. I just need her brain to tell me to walk, help me figure this out on my own. Mentors are, we, we are a big fan of mentors, yeah. multiple mentors, personal board of advisors. We, we, right. we are very thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's hard to like share with people, like, I don't know what I'm doing in this situation. You have to have people that you're like, that you can show up to and be like, I need help. Right. Yep. Cause you're you, like, of course you need help. Everybody needs help. You know, <laughs> I need a coach. I need a coach for my coaching business. I mean, it is what it is. You just, you get stuck in a loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, a funny story about my mentor who I met with today, who is fantastic. Probably eight years ago, I was reading Lean In and she was, it was the first time I'd kind of really thought about a mentor. And she has this whole part about how you need one. And I was like, huh. I have one of those. Like, I didn't even know. I was like, here's this person I meet with, you know, all of the time. She is, oh my, and I emailed her. Oh my God, you're my mentor. I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) And she is, continue to be. Um, And my, you know, my CPA is is mentor-y for me as well. He is also a catalyst for me being able to launch my Venn Life. I, uh, I had called him over the summer 
very stressed and overworked and overwhelmed. And this was not the first time he had gotten this phone call from me. <laughs> and I had promised him before that I would do something about it to, to back off. And I called him like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. I'm so tired. My family can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> and he very bluntly was like, this is your fault. Get out of your own way. And I was like, oh my God, this is my fault. This is my fault. This is my fault. He is so right. And then, you know, as the universe would have it, I was having a meeting with my COO an hour later. And in the same conversation, she basically, she knew I wanted to launch this thing. She wanted to assist me launching it. And she kind of, she not even kind of, she gave me permission um, which you would think you're the boss. You own this company. You can choose to do whatever you want. But again, like we're women and I'm like, I'm going to let everybody down. I'm going to feel so guilty. Mm -hmm. You, they need me there. I have to be there. What does that say for my staff? What does that say to the, all the things, right? All of the reasons to not back off. And it was like, he told me I need to get on my way. And she said, I got this. And I'm like, you just gave me the biggest gift anyone could ever have given. And I tell her this all the time, like that we would not be where we are if she had not said it. And like, she could have been handling it all the time. She already was. That's the thing. Right. She was already running the thing. I just needed the permission to allow her to do it without me feeling guilt. It had nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with me. Letting go is a process, right? Uh, yeah. Even when we're, even when we're moving to something that energizes us so much, there's, there's a process there. Right. Totally. Right. Very, very fascinating. We'll have to have you back on the show again, Kim. I would love to. Once you've been up and running for a little bit longer and you can mm -hmm. share with us some of the wisdom that you've learned. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I'm super excited for you. I'm going to, um, I'm going to follow you on Instagram for sure. Do. Tell um, everybody, you know, and, yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and this is how I feel. I'm like, if anybody know when, you know, whoever knows people who are moms and entrepreneurs, I'm like, it's, it speaks to them as soon as they're like, oh, other people that are doing what I'm doing. Yes. Get me in a room with them. So yeah, we're yeah. going to make lots of rooms. Awesome. Yeah. I think the cohort of peers. Yeah. I think you do have a movement on your hands if that's, oh. you know, if that's the direction you want to take it. I, it's, yeah. it, just, it feels very vibrant. It does. Oh, thank you. I hope so. I hope so. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight, Kim. We really oh, you're very you. welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Until next time. This is Real Job Talk, a podcast about jobs, careers, and what's not said at the water cooler. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at realjobtalk. And on Instagram and Facebook at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kat Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat, And on LinkedIn, you can find me via Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm at Liz Beeks and Salt. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is a tech reckoning production. Our producer is John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And we're here by the water cooler waiting to talk with you.